Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I have wanted to record this particular podcast for about a month. Uh, Instead, we've had to do podcasts about the pressing issues of politics and the pressing needs in the lives of men. But now I get to sit here quietly with you and ponder the life of Pat Conroy. Uh, There is not an author. Well, I probably shouldn't say that. There is not a novelist who has been as influential in my life as Pat Conroy. And the reason is twofold. Uh, The reason is, first of all, what he described in his novels, the themes he dealt with in his novels, and then second of all, the way he wrote. And both of them have profoundly influenced me. I hope you know about Pat Conroy. I hope you've read his books. I hope that you have watched the movies that are based on his books. Uh, Conroy is a classic baby boomer, born in 1945. Uh, He was born to a Marine family. Uh, His father was a fighter pilot, and so Pat Conroy moved a great deal, uh, growing up from place to place almost every year. His father was off at war quite a bit. And if you've uh, read The Great Santini, seen the movie, um, or simply read any of pretty much any other Conroy's books, uh, you know that, uh, that The Great Santini was Pat Conroy's father. Uh, he was a heavy drinking marine fighter pilot who beat the tar out of his family. Uh, this 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 issue of family violence is central to Conroy's writing, and uh, so he tells very moving stories, constantly referring to the characters that he knew, largely moving from base to base in the South, uh, constantly writing about the family dynamics uh, of a troubled and abused family, even writing about his family history. And he has produced, I think, some of the more interesting books of our time. Um, his, he's probably best known for the novel The Great Santini, which was also a movie uh, starring Robert Duvall. I hope you've seen it. Um, he wrote uh, Lords of Discipline, which is a loosely veiled, lightly veiled description of some of the abuses that have happened at the Citadel and uh, the breaking of young uh, of some of the what, what they would have called somewhere else the plebes. Um, he wrote a, a book about uh, that was nonfiction about his basketball years at the Citadel called My Losing Season. Uh, his first book was called The Boo. It was about um, a man who influenced him a great deal at the Citadel. Um, but he's he's written a great many things. One of my favorites, being a teacher and loving teaching books, is called The Water Is Wide. This was also a movie and uh, won Conroy uh, many awards. It was a movie, Hallmark movie, called uh, starring John Voight. Really, really powerful. Um, he's he's just uh, written such uh, amazing books. Prince of Tides, for example, which uh, of course went on to become a, a very well known movie. Um, he, he also wrote Beach Music and wrote South of Broad. Uh, he wrote a cookbook. Uh, he was just a very, very uh, prolific writer. And uh, interestingly, I believe it's true that the last book he ever wrote was called The Death of Santini. Uh, in that book, he not only described the death of his father, uh, but he also described um, him coming to terms, making peace with his family's history and determining determining not to write it anymore. Um what influenced me so much about Pat Conroy 
was first of all the themes that he chose to write about. Now, I want to say very, very clearly, my father was not uh, a violent and abusive man. He did not beat his wife. He did not beat his children. Um, he was a far gentler Southern soul, uh, though he was a fierce warrior and also in the military. And um, uh, so I am not making those comparisons with Pat Conroy's experience. I mean, Pat Conroy's father was criminally violent to his family. If, it, if that same violence had happened today, he would have been arrested and certainly kicked out of the Marines. But what moved me, first of all, about Pat Conroy's writing was the way he wrote about the terrain that I knew well. It was interesting to me the way he could describe something far more extreme in his life, something I had never experienced, for example, a violently abusive father. But still, he would be capturing the terrain that I lived in. Um, his book, The Great Santini, was about a young boy uh, who was traumatized a bit by moving constantly. Well, I felt that. Uh, I think I survived it fairly well, but uh, my family moved once 12 times in 13 years in the military, uh, then spent long tours of duty in Europe. Um, I had a father who was military. He was a warrior. I both feared and admired him. He was gone for long periods of time. Uh, he was a bit overbearing in his discipline, but not to the extent of any kind of abuse that Conroy describes. Um, Conroy's mother was a self-educated beauty. Uh, who loved culture and history and fine things. That was exactly my mother. Uh, my mother was literally a model, um, was uh, very pretty uh, and, and uh, self-educated, turned down a scholarship to William and Mary to travel Europe with her parents, and that's where she met my father in the military. And uh, she, was, she was a woman of literature and antiques and music uh, and, and influenced me profoundly. Conroy describes the tensions within a family like that. He describes the heroism of military brats, a theme that I feel very, very keenly. I do everything I can to speak to military brats, encourage military brats, try to help them understand themselves a bit more because it's a very um, defining lifestyle and not always in a, in a good way. But Conroy's descriptions of um, of his love hate for his father, his descriptions of the way his mother influenced him in literature, um, his moving descriptions of his tensions with his family members. He's estranged from a sister as I am. Uh, he is, he had a brother try to commit suicide. I've never had that, of course, but still the feelings within a family that's dysfunctional are feelings that our family is somewhat beset with. Um, he would describe his love of literature. He would describe how reading was an escape. He would describe his athletic career. He was a young man who bounced back and forth between uh, being a, a, a military trainee and an athlete on the one hand and being a literary mind and soul on the other hand. Oh, I felt some of those things. Uh, a sensitive literary type person, but at the same time, um, you know, if you know me at all, big athletic, uh, played football, basketball, baseball, you know, uh, very much engaged in all of that. So uh, it was the first time in my life that I ever read a, no a novelist who was describing terrain that I could relate to at a visceral level without necessarily having gone through the same experiences. Again, my father wasn't a Marine. He wasn't a fighter pilot. He wasn't criminally uh, violent, etc. But the terrain was much the same, uh, even to the extent of Conroy's family traveling in the South and uh, exploring issues of racism and so on. I've told you
you on this podcast that I have ancestors who were actually in the KKK, and I have a great uncle who shot a black man just for walking on his yard. Uh, of course, that was before I was even born. Um, but I despise that heritage, and I despise that kind of racism, and my family had to grapple with it. So all of that was very, very moving. Uh, but the other thing that Pat Conroy did for me was it was as though he gave me permission to be creative and use vocabulary. Uh, he was influenced by Thomas Wolfe, uh, who's, you know, of course, Look Homeward Angel would have been maybe his classic and uh, other other works like that. If you know anything about the Wolf, uh, the works of Thomas Wolfe, very effusive, very expressive, rich in language. And it's not the way uh, many have written in recent decades. Uh, I, I suppose Hemingway, Ernest Hemingway had something to do with that. Moderns tend to like more of a spare, hard-edged kind of language, almost Mickey Spillane kind of language. Um, but Conroy went the opposite direction, influenced by Thomas Wolfe, and his, langu- his language, his writing style was rich and long and, um, and adjective-laden, and uh, it was, it was uh, sensual almost. And uh, I, uh, I loved it. Uh, I can't write that way. I shouldn't write that way. My topics are different. My personality is different, but I loved it. There were a few times I thought, oh my gosh, that, that sentence should be several pages shorter, but, but still I liked his boldness and I like, and I like the way he described, um, described things so beautifully. And he wrote about painful themes. Oh, painful themes. He wrote a lot about the sexual abuse of children. He wrote a lot about uh, people uh, abused in families. He wrote a great deal about suicide and he wrote a great deal about pain over parents. And I remember one of the uh, one of the sentences that just just really stuck a dagger in my own soul. And I don't feel this, by the way, about my father. But he said that he would look at pictures of himself as a little boy and try to figure out why anyone would want to drive their fist into that face. Uh, here is a man who's constantly dealing with history, constantly dealing with heritage, constantly dealing with stories that come down through families. And of course, his mother being a Southern belle would always say, we don't tell anybody what was happening in this family. Don't tell anyone. And the whole family, Pat Conroy's entire family uh, hated him when he first came out with the great Santini because it took family secrets and threw it out there uh, into the world. So I liked his honesty. I liked his transparency. I liked the ruggedness of his soul. Uh, I liked his sensuous writing. I liked the fact that he could um, he could write a Prince of Tides and and turn around and, and then that's really about a psychologist and the restoration of a family that's been abused and suffered criminal activity, and then he could turn around and and, and write beautifully uh, about homosexuals dying uh, in a day of AIDS in hovels in San Francisco. And bring tears to your eyes. I I loved his writing. I also loved his writing about writing and about reading. Uh, Pat Conroy was very reflective. He he thought a great deal about his life. He lived intentionally. Um, He lived and examined life. And so uh, one of the books I really enjoyed that he wrote was called My Reading Life. There have been other books called My Writing Life about authors, but he wrote about his reading life, and he went off about the books that influenced him, and um, he talked a great deal about Gone with the Wind, and by the way, he was actually the author chosen to write uh, a a continuation of Gone with the Wind. It never ended up happening, Um, but that's how gifted an author he was. 
so he was he was a pretty amazing soul. By the way, he loved food. He loved uh, Southern cooking. I think he'd call it low country cooking. And uh, he has an entire cookbook out with descriptions of the food that'll just make you weep. So I I wanted to record this ode to Pat Conroy because there's just no question that whatever restoration has happened in my soul uh, as a result of being a military brat with a harsh father and a difficult family and what have you, um, I give all credit to that healing in my own soul to God. He certainly has worked deeply in me. But Pat Conroy was defining the wounds. He was explaining what it was that needed to be fixed. I'm not sure he had the answers as to how to fix it. But he was explaining what needed to be fixed. And then I would open my life to God to do it. And great things would come of that. And at the same time, I love the fact that that Pat Conroy uh, opened literature to me, described the beauty of literature, described his mentors, uh, described the books that he would he read, described how he worked in a bookstore just so he could read, um, and has had an astonishingly successful career um, writing beautifully about painful things. So I am grateful for the life of Pat Conroy, an unusual character, a man with whom I'm sure I would disagree a great deal politically uh, and a great deal religiously. But his writing about the Catholic Church and what it meant to him as a boy was just moved me to tears. His writing about his father going off to war um, reached into my soul. His eventual peace with his father and, um, and then making peace even with his father's uh, death and his mother's death, beautiful. And some of the most stirring words I've ever read are what Pat Conroy has written about military brats. And by the way, for those of you who are military brats, there's a there, there's a book out called Military Brats um, that I can't recommend enough. And Pat Conroy actually wrote the um, the foreword to that book uh, beautifully, beautifully. And he says that in his dreams, military brats are lined up on a parade field and their fathers march in front of them in honor of them. I think it's magnificent language and a magnificent thought. So I didn't want to let time go by too long after Pat Conroy's death without saying uh, this man, uh, in addition to a few mentors that I've had very close to me and who have profoundly shaped my life, uh, probably has shaped uh, the restoration of my soul and my writing aspirations and something, a little bit of my writing uh, style more than any other author. And I'm grateful for his life. I'm sorry for his pains. I'm sorry for, I think he was on his fourth marriage. That had to be very painful, and he said as much. I'm sorry for his broken family and his estrangement with his sister. I know the pain of that. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry that he uh, suffered the harsh edge of the military in his early years, though he certainly came to honor it uh, in his later years. And most of all, I'm just grateful for the way that people can influence us even at a distance. I never met Pat Conroy. I wish I had. I wish we could have sat and eaten crab cakes and uh, other goodies and uh, sipped some wine and talked about writing and books and, and what it was like to grow up as a military brat. But he wrote so richly about it that I am, uh, I feel like I've had those conversations. And so here's my little ode to Pat Conroy, who will continue to influence how I write, who I am, and what I do. And I hope the same for many of you for many years to come. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, 
and the miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.